Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Managing Your Wealth. Our text, Matthew, the 19th chapter, the 16th through the 24th verses. Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which one? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad, because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When Jesus suggested that the rich young man give away all his possessions, the man sadly walked away. At first, he seemed interested in what Jesus offered. He said he wanted eternal life. He felt he'd done a good job at keeping the commandments, but he was not willing to give up his wealth in order to follow Jesus. The story about the rich young man is easy to dismiss. You may think that since most of us are not that kind of wealthy, it has nothing to do with us. But if we ignore all the scriptures in the Bible about money, we would be dismissing a great deal of the Bible. According to commentaries, half of all Jesus' parables are about finances and wealth. Jesus talks more about money than he talks about any other subject, including forgiveness, heaven, or hell. Why? First of all, we are wealthy. Most of us would describe ourselves as struggling, but in fact, by global standards... We in this country have wealth. If you make only $10,000 a year, you have more money than 84% of the world. You have wealth. Money is important. It was important in biblical times. It is important now. Jesus talks about money because there's a fundamental connection between our finances and our spiritual lives, a connection that can either threaten or strengthen our faith. This story about the rich young man illustrates how our possessions, whatever they are, can overshadow our faith. Anything that you own, your material assets, are a threat to your spiritual growth. You see, let's look at it through the lens of, of money. Money is dangerous, not because it's money, but because we can become so obsessed with it. The scripture says the love of money is the root of many kinds of evil. And I'm not just talking about rich people. As a matter of fact, those of us who fall into the more everyday regular income brackets probably obsess more about money than the rich, precisely because we do not have it. The grass is always greener. We think money can solve all our problems, 
But money actually can bring you more problems because you don't look to anything else for meaning. The danger comes when we begin to idolize money. You see, I find that that's the problem with prosperity theology, the implication that God is there to get us out of debt, to bring us financial security, to bring us more stuff. Well, God can bless us in any way God chooses, but that's not at all what faith is about. If you look at your faith the way of prosperity theology, you run the risk of thinking you can use God to get what you want. You forget that the Bible teaches us, let God use us. We read Jeremiah 29, 11, which you know is my favorite verse. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. The Hebrew word for prosperity, shalah, does not necessarily mean finances. It's defined as your total welfare, your peace, your safety, everything that is right, everything that is all right. God is not concerned about straightening out your finances. God is concerned with straightening out your heart. So those of us who think money is important are missing the real important stuff, and that's our heart. The Bible explains it clearly. Where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. So I turn that around and say, your heart should be on your treasure. The challenge is not so much in what you have, but where your loyalties lie, where your passions are, when your desires and your devotions are best defined by your accumulation of stuff, your heart can turn away very easily from Jesus. And like I said, it's really easy to get caught in this trap. You know, if you think about it, what does money do? Well, money can be connected to a lot of crime. Very few family squabbles erupt over someone's spiritual life. They usually erupt around money and fairness. One of the biggest challenges in marriages is all about financial decisions. Now, everybody needs money to survive, so I'm not saying we don't need money. But it's important to examine what we treasure most. Possessions or peace, stuff for spirit, gadgets or God. Our relationship with money tends to be emotional. That's why it can become unhealthy. We think money makes us beautiful, attractive, and desirable. A healthy heart, a heart turned fully toward God, is what we really need. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Truth be told, our real wealth, our, our only wealth, is in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, we have everything we need. That's why Paul praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That says it all. We have everything we need in Christ. What we should be concerned about is avoiding spiritual poverty. Jesus Christ has all that covered, our past debts, our, our present liabilities, our needs for the future. And of course, there's blessed are the poor in spirit. I'm talking about the kind of poverty when you don't realize that you're missing something, that poverty of not knowing or not caring about your spiritual life. Managing your spiritual wealth 
is the recognition that in Christ, you have everything you need for an abundant life. But here's the rub. While as Christians, we should be more concerned about the spiritual abundance, we still have to live in the physical realm. The spiritual must always supersede the physical. It must take over, override the physical. But the reality is this takes effort. Most of us end up caught up in the sin of a divided heart. This presidential election season shows us political parties that are very divisive and polarized. Could Congress remain frozen like it's been? Probably so. Jesus said a house divided against itself cannot stand. We usually think of a divided heart as a sign of hypocrisy, honoring God with lip service when our hearts are not lined up with what we say. Everybody knows what it is to say stuff we don't mean. Girl, you look good in that dress. We don't mean it. Or, you can tell me, I won't tell anybody. We don't mean that. We don't want our hearts to be divided. We want our hearts to be turned toward Jesus Christ. And that is our wealth. We want to be grateful for God's mercy. We don't want our our hearts thinking of us only. You know, we think, well, I'm not sinning. I'm just who I am. But that's a sin just in saying that. Being frugal is a virtue, but hoarding is a sin. It's more than just having. It's having without using. Not giving your all to God is a sin. Whether it's offerings, gifts, service, time, There are many sins that keep our hearts divided. There's no neutral ground here when it comes to our hearts for Christ. You can't serve the flesh and serve the spirit. You can't serve the world and serve God. Matthew puts it clearly and succinctly. Chapter 624, you cannot serve two masters. So we need to know our true wealth is in Jesus Christ. When we realize that, when we learn that, when we live it out, it changes our perspective on what we do with what God gives us. Everything that we have, everything that we do should serve God. Now, that sounds like a rather extreme statement, but think about it. How do you spend your time? How do you spend your money? Where do you put your energy? A divided heart is not a balanced heart. A divided heart is that Jesus is the Lord over all. So wealth, well, it depends on how you look at it. But as for me, I want the wealth of knowing Jesus Christ. I want to manage that by giving God everything I have. I want my heart to be turned totally to God. The song says, I'd rather have Jesus than anything. And that's the way we should live. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. And remember, our summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.